Welcome to the 19th ever episode of the Video Store Junkies podcast, a podcast about movies and the experience of watching them. And we've actually, uh, we're actually returning after a little bit of a break. This is, a, I think, our first episode in almost two months. But uh, unlike the victims of Michael Myers, we are all alive and well. And uh, we're actually going to change things up for this episode. Um, so normally, if you listen to our podcast, you know that we talk about a single movie for like three hours at a time. Usually, <laughs> well, we're, we're going to break that up. We're, we're going to break the mold here because uh, tonight we're actually going to be talking about 12 movies in one episode. This almost a baker's dozen worth of movies um, mm. that, that, of course, you probably know from reading the description. But if you've somehow stumbled onto this episode uh, automatically, it's Halloween. We're talking about the Halloween franchise. We're going from 1978's original all the way up to Halloween Kills, which is, I believe, still in theaters um, and also on Peacock streaming now. Uh, go watch it. Um, so we're not just talking about these movies, though. Normally we do deep dives. Uh, obviously, we're not going to do a deep dive on 12 movies at once. Um, so we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to be ranking the entire series from worst to best, best to worst. And I will say this is the most definitive 100% objective ranking of the series you will ever get. Uh, so just a heads up, please don't email me and tell me that we're wrong. This is this is our final. This is the final word. When this podcast is over, this is this is the final ranking. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Actually, we had some interesting disagreements. We were actually very close on some of these. We were kind of off on some of them. So it'll be kind of fun to discuss those things along the way. Much like Michael Myers returning to Haddonfield, Illinois, we have a lot of ground to cover tonight. Uh, so let's start. We're gonna briefly inter just introduce ourselves and uh, give a quick background on our relationship with the Halloween franchise. And let's start, uh, let's go up north, and who is coming to us tonight from, uh, I, don't, I don't actually know what the weather's like, but we're going to say sunny, beautiful North Carolina. Oh, wow. I'm um, Bill Mulligan. When you say up north, I was like, I wonder who he's talking about, then I realized that's me. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. <clears throat> it's nice here. It's actually got, it actually feels like October, which is pleasant. Oh. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Bill Mulligan. I'm a high school science teacher. <clears throat> Excuse me. Swallowed some lucky charms the wrong, so wrong way. Up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, part-time indie filmmaker, jack of all trades, master of none. Um, one year away from having my first book published, huh? Huh? Oh, nice I want, I, I, I just yeah, yes. And you're going to be hearing a lot of that. Nice. For the next year, you're going to be hearing that. You're going to be hearing yeah. that. every every opportunity. Um, yeah. So, uh, my relationship with the Halloween franchise, I believe that much like, the, okay, I believe this is the least rewarding franchise with one except glaring exception. And that would be Jaws in both cases. Uh, the baby should have been strangled in the crib after the first film. And that should have been the end of it. Uh, I will admit the Jaws franchise is worse because <laughs> what, what could not be. But, um, yeah, uh, things go downhill fast. I mean, there, there are some that are okay, and there are some that are entertaining, but really there is no reason for there to be 12 films. Ugh. Soon to oh, be 13. God. Soon to yeah. be 13. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, it, it's inexcusable. It, absolutely, you know. It, it's, it's just the first one is so great. And then the drop-off in quality, even though, like I say, some of the subsequent films are okay, they're so far away from that first one. And then there's some that are just whoosh, whoosh, you know? I mean, at least some films like Exorcist, after they tried and failed, they kind of, no, actually, I'm wrong. They kept going back to that well, too. 
I don't know. I don't know what to say. It'll be interesting. Maybe when this is all over, I'll, I'll have a different attitude. But having having well, endured <laughs> watching these films, <laughs> I, I just oh oh, it just and knowing knowing that you know this real stinker is coming up, just was was not fun, not fun yeah. at all. But look, Exorcist Three is still a classic, and actually, yeah. Exorcist Three. Uh, shares a connection with the Halloween franchise because they uh, uh, Brad Dorf is in Halloween three. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, Man, it's gotta uh, eat. well, we're gonna find out which which uh, which of those movies are watchable and which of them are, I believe you said uh, whoosh, um, whoosh shortly. Whoosh. Um, before we do, let's uh, let's go south to uh, what I I think is safe to assume is actually uh, sunny Florida. Who's coming up to, for, uh, to us from the uh, the Panhandle State? Is that what they, I have no idea. Did I just make that up? You know, I, that works. That would be, the it. Panhandle State? That would be the worst thing for a state ever. That's all, no, the, the Panhandle would be thrilled. It's the Sunshine State. The Sunshine yeah. State. Sunshine state that's coming it. to us? I, I don't know. Panhandle State. I, <laughs> I, I've, I've gotten very little sleep this week. I yeah, apologize. If you're a Republican, it's the Panhandle oh. State, but everyone is a Sunshine State. <laughs> All right. Well, is there is there any sunshine in the Panhandle State this week, uh, Renee? <laughs> there is. There is. Uh, albeit, it's like pretty well down at the moment. But yes, there is sunshine. Um, <laughs> and actually, hey, you, you, know, you, it, you oh. found that scumbag dead, so that's good. Hey, you know, right into my day. Yeah, there are yeah. there are the little things. Um, <laughs> But man, I tell you, as soon as they said that dude was from Northport, I thought, oh, this is not going to end well. And I stand You're by that right. comment. And anybody mm -hmm. listening from Northport, you know it's true. So don't. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, and it's funny you made a comment about Halloween. And, you know, much like our podcast, people probably thought it was dead. And it's not. So get it? Wow. Get it? Yeah. Um, I, you know, my, my history like with it. this. Yeah, thanks. My history with Halloween is I think I knew kind of who Michael Myers was before I really knew what Halloween was. I just knew that, you know, it's like when you're a kid and you're, you're playing and it's like, oh, the, you're running and there's a guy who's always like six feet behind you. It's like, that's the guy. And I don't think we ever really knew kind of like who we were talking about at the time because we were just too young to have watched that movie, but still we knew who he was. Um, oh boy, you know, I, I kind, I don't, I kind of enjoy uh, silly sequels, <clears throat> Grease 2. Um, <laughs> sometimes these things don't bother me. But, I mean, but a lot of this did bother me. Um, but you know, like Halloween kills that came up or I was, I was very much looking forward to that. Um, <sighs> yeah so you know the series has been it's you know like any other relationship you have your ups and downs you know yeah <laughs> but, when it's a, but when it's a general downward trajectory it's yeah. just time to cut your losses and yeah like there's a chance that, that it might go to rehab and things will work out better and things you know it'll be great yeah. and everyone will be happy again but it's true okay. There was a phase where this felt like a downright abusive relationship, to be honest, yeah. but we'll get to that. In the end, it's just like, well, he plays the guitar well. I do like the, the soundtrack, <laughs> but but really, that's about it. That's sort of like it's some true, of my notes. Actually. Yeah. Uh, did, 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 by the way, I don't think we said your name. Do you, want, do you want to remain anonymous, or do you want to tell us people who you are? I do prefer my anonymity, but I am Renee. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were going to use a, a secret a pseudonym because you were being stalked by a serial killer. But You could actually call yourself Sue D. Nim. Ah, <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah, and I'm going to um, be Norm DePlume. Oh, my God. All right, yeah, I well, <laughs> I, I'm Zachary Edgerton. I, uh, I don't get I, it. No, yeah, it's, it's, oh. it's, oh, it's, it's a, a dry, name. yeah, my camera is pretty dry tonight. Um, so I, I've mentioned this many times before on this podcast, but I was not allowed to watch R-rated films until I was into my like <laughs> mid to late teens, teens. So 30. I actually, I actually binged all of these movies when I was, uh, first allowed to watch horror films. And obviously I've loved the original since then. Uh, I, I actually hadn't watched some of them, I think since the late nineties, because when I watched mm -hmm. them, I think it was like right after, uh, right around the time that H2O came out. So obviously the franchise has kind of grown since then. Uh, it's, it's kind of, it was kind of interesting to go back and revisit some of them and watch them all at once. And, uh, yeah, kind of, uh, kind of reassess my feelings about a lot of them. So, uh, I think that's us. And I think that means that we can get into the meat of this episode. Like I said, we got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, I don't I actually actually don't know that <laughs> there might be some of these where we struggle to find anything to say at all, but I feel like uh, a lot of them, uh, maybe the bad ones will even spend more time talking about than uh, the good ones. So uh, here's here's the rules, okay, folks, as as uh, as uh, uh, Scream told us, uh, you know, every horror film has rules. Well, so does this podcast. And uh, I just want to make it clear, like, so this is how we are ranking these movies. So. Each one of this, uh, all, all three of us basically rank these movies from, uh, you know, best to, to worst, right? We rank them uh, one through 12. Um, and I will say, actually, you guys don't actually know each other's rankings. Oh. So it's going to be totally, total surprise to you. You don't actually don't know my rankings. Oh, I'm, the only I'm one totally who... on pins and needles on which yeah. is the best one. <laughs> I know. Well, hold on. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. Um, but first, so, so basically everyone uh, ranked these, uh, you know, best through worst. And then I went and assigned uh, points to them basically in reverse order, meaning your favorite film got 12 points, your least favorite one got one point. And then I added up all three of our scores for each movie, and then we got our kind of final rankings. So that is where the numbers come from, and I'll kind of say what the, uh, what the final ranking was of each one uh, number-wise, uh, also in terms of like where it is on the list, obviously. So... That's kind of how that works. Uh, there was some math involved, so there's a chance that maybe I screwed something up at some point and I uh, misranked some stuff. But hey, you know, we'll we'll find out. Um, I think that's it. Otherwise, I, I think the only other thing, obviously, to say is this uh, episode will contain spoilers for every single Halloween film. So if you haven't watched all these movies yet, uh, hit pause. Go do like a 20-hour marathon and uh -huh. come back and <laughs> watch them. This also includes... Uh, some spo uh, obviously spoilers for Halloween Kills, which I know maybe everyone hasn't seen yet. I will also say it includes a an exclusive piece of trivia about Halloween Kills, which I have not seen anywhere else. You can only find it here. Actually, probably not because I'm sure other people have made this connection. Uh, it's also not very interesting. It's really stupid, but uh, yeah. So <laughs> well, stay tuned for that. So I think we're I think we're gonna get into it, and we're actually gonna bounce around a little bit for exactly the reason that, that Bill just said, because uh, uh, unlike the original Halloween, I don't think there would be any suspense if we just went from worst to best, because right. I think that... Uh, I think that oh, everyone... oh, the, the only mystery in my mind is if my least favorite one ends up with a score of three or four. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think we're actually going to start with the best Halloween film, and then we're going to go all the way down to the bottom of the list to the worst one and work our way up to basically the second best one. 
So oh boy, Halloween yeah. five, your time to shine. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a pencil. Yeah. yeah. So without <laughs> further ado, <laughs> without for, without further ado, uh, our our uh, the the best, the objectively best Halloween film of all time. This was actually the only movie we we were very close on a lot of these. Our rankings were actually very close on most of them. Uh, this is the only movie that we all agreed on. Uh, the best Halloween film of all time, believe it or not, is Halloween. Huh. That's right. It's it's Rob Zombie's 2007 remake was. Uh, I think we all. <laughs> wait, sorry. I'm sorry. I read I read the sheet wrong. <laughs> the, the original Halloween, believe it or not, is the best Halloween. Uh, so. Like I said, we all agreed on this. Who wants to who wants to start us off and just talk a little bit about why we still think that this film is as good as it is? And I'm assuming also like I guess maybe give people like context like where does this sure. film actually rate in terms of like your overall favorite horror films just to give people mm -hmm. like a baseline for how we're kind of ranking all these. Well, I'm I'm probably the only one old enough here to have actually seen this in the theaters when it came out like 1978 so some of you weren't alive and yep. that Guilty. diminished your chances yeah i was wow. a fetus okay you know. <laughs> which so is not enough. alive so no, technically you oh. could go see an r-rated movie because you did have you were accompanying an adult it's true yeah but the sound was muffled you know um yeah okay so um yeah i saw this in the movie theater that you know people don't remember this but back in 1970 i would tell you 1978 <laughs> The movies did not just get released to 4,000 theaters because there wasn't enough film stock on Earth to make that happen. They, they, kinda, they often had a slow rollout, and this one had a really slow rollout because it was a cheap movie. Um, it just played in a few places and, and did well, and, and, and then played in a few more, and word kind of got out, and a couple of reviews in magazines that normally would just stick their nose up at a horror movie were saying, hey, this is actually not crap, which is the highest praise that a horror movie would get in 1978. Not crap. <laughs> because that was the default expectation, of course, that horror movies were crap, even though they weren't, but that's, you know, um, except for The Exorcist, you know, that changed a few rules. So this, you know, it was, a, we heard about it and heard how scary it was. So it was kind of like Jaws in that when you went to go see it, you were tense. You didn't know what to, and also there weren't spoilers like you have now. There was very little information. Other than maybe a, maybe the cover of Fangoria, I don't remember if or Fangoria was out then. I probably was. Um, yeah, it was so effective. I mean, it was just so good, really well done. Much like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, relatively bloodless, although people didn't believe that. You kept hearing, "Oh, it's the bloodiest movie ever." You believe uh, PJ Souls gets her eyes cut out or whatever. I don't know what they said, but then you watch it and you realize, no, they they didn't have the budget for all that all that gore effects. They just, they used a little thing called movie making, you know, storytelling. Super effective. This is a, like a perfect movie. It, it lean, efficient, does what it needs to do. Um, it's got a couple of good characters in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is great. Star making role for her. Um, Donald Pleasance is always great in everything that he's in. Carpenter, Carpenter was just a terrific filmmaker. There's, you just you're on the edge throughout this movie. Um, I okay, maybe now, with the benefit of how many years has it been? Jeez, oh, Louise, really? Like forty something years? Yeah, forty forty three years. Holy crap! Well, I mean, now it may seem a little 
you know, it may seem a little predictable, but that's because it's been ripped off a million times mm -hmm. since, you know, so it, it was groundbreaking at the time. Uh, sure, now some things may seem cliched, but that's because others came and did it not as well, including about 11 other Halloween movies. So, yeah. you know, but this is, this is a great movie. This is a great movie. And I think my, my opinion, and this is strictly my opinion, because God forgive them. There's someone out there. Halloween six is their favorite movie. It, it's, it's their, they have a shrine to it. These oh, people should be avoided. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. They should be avoided at all costs, but, but you know, every, every movie, someone's favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, this was, this told its story. It told the story. There was no story left to tell. Mm -hmm. And and it, because it was so stripped down and efficient, there wasn't a lot of backstory there. There wasn't there wasn't anything really to make backstory out of. So they had to force it, and and that was a, uh, the only thing you could do is just repeat the formula over and over again. So, you know, I'm not going to just keep yelling at all these movies, each one. Why does it even exist? I know why it exists. This movie, I think with the possible exception of Deep Throat, is the biggest money maker in terms of how much it cost and what it got back. Now, I yeah. think that's actually a true. They're not sure about Deep Throat because apparently some of the folks behind it were a little bit unethical with their money. Um, yeah, record keeping. But, uh, but from a... You know, from a, yeah. what it cost to what it made, uh, this was this was an eye opener. So of course they're going to make sequels and ripoffs and homages. And yeah, yeah, it, it made it made back like a hundred times its budget, I think, and that's just in its original theatrical run. So right, um, yeah, I mean, Renee, I don't know what what do you think? What's your uh, what are your thoughts on why this and where does this rank in in the kind of your your overall horror rankings? Just to give a baseline. Yeah, I um. And just as a series, I'm really surprised that putting this in the 12th place still ended up with it being in number one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I think I really echo a lot of what Bill said. It's just the simplicity of it. It's like it does. It doesn't like it's not all up in your face. And it's just it's really simple and it's very moody. And there's just a lot to it that that impacts the movie and even the dialogue, which comparatively to later shows just seems so natural and realistic um and you know just like bill said like jamie lee curtis and donald pleasance they are just so great um yeah so i just i i just think it's so good and boy it's i mean we both know that i had a lot of trouble ranking these movies so to rank this movie in the overall world of horror movies, if you get back to me sometime next year, I might be able to give you a better answer. Mm -hmm. um, for right now, boy, it's definitely easily in the top, God, probably even in the top five, I would say. I can't tell you what the other ones are right off the top of my head, but um, yeah, easily the top of the list. It's just, it's, you know... I just love the simplicity of it and it and it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually kind of amazing to me. I, I so I've watched this movie. I mean, this is this is like you said. I think this is a top 5 horror movie for me. I watched this movie, you know, god, probably a dozen times at least. And it's so simple yet somehow, I don't know, like every single time I watch this movie, I get something else out of it. Like I get something different out of it. Like I see things that I felt like I didn't see before in a way. So I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, oh, sorry. What? 
No, I just said, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, it's, it's just very interesting. It's such a, a simple film, but it's, I don't know, it, it's, it doesn't try to be anything more than that, but it's such a well-crafted film. I also think that, you know, everyone always talks about John Carpenter being such a, a, a genius, and he absolutely is. I think, though, you actually hit on something that a lot of people uh, don't really pay attention to or don't really realize, which is the fact that the uh, like just the dialogue and like the like the the, uh, the 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 teenage characters are like far more likable than any of the other teenage characters in the series. Holy and I think, I, well, I think I think it's also like pe because people don't I, give her the credit because I, I think she was actually didn't get the credit on the film. But I believe that that is largely due to Deborah Hill, because I think that she actually mm. wrote a lot of that dialogue. Oh, and yeah, so so you basically like all these other films basically had like, you know, men writing like teenage girls. And this movie <laughs> actually like had a woman <laughs> writing teenage girls. So it comes off as like way more, I don't know, way more authentic, I think, which is something yeah. that I don't think this movie gets enough credit for, at least from some spaces, because obviously, you know, everyone's concentrating on Michael Myers and, you know, the horror aspect. But I think that that's like the reason that I care and we, I think we talk about this a lot about, you know, horror movies. You really have to care about the characters before you care about them getting murdered. Mm. And I think that it yeah. does a great job of giving us characters that even if they're not all like super likable or su super deep, they at least come across as like normal people who are right. being terrorized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I right. think uh, when we talk about Halloween kills, I'm going to have an interesting kind of epiphany that I had. Watching oh, boy. That. But, mm -hmm. but I like but uh, yeah, um, I do like the characters in this movie. They're. They're all likable enough as far as being kids. You know, I, I work with kids. So, like, the PJ Souls character is, she's a little annoying, but annoying in the way that a realistic friend would be, like right. my friends. Um, this movie gets a bad <laughs> rap from, yeah, this movie gets a bad rap for being the one that, you know, did the if you have sex, you die thing. And I don't really feel like that was at all the intent. I think from a storytelling standpoint, um, Laurie, uh, you know, the Jamie Lee Curtis character stands out in that she's the only one that doesn't have a date and she's the only one that doesn't die. But the reason she doesn't have a date is if I were writing this, I wouldn't want her to have a guy hanging around because then she becomes the damsel in distress and he's going to be rescuing her. Or at least that's oh, what yeah. the audience will want. And, and, and if he's, if she has one and he's killed, then she's out for vengeance. Her being alone where her only thing is she's trying to save herself and the kids makes yeah. her an interesting character. The others are lambs for the slaughter, but no, I don't think he was make, drawing a straight line now. Everyone saw it that way. And of course, from that, then we had Friday the 13th that explicitly pretty much said, yeah, the whole reason this happened is because these two kids were boinking each other when they should have been watching Jason drown out in Camp Crystal Lake. Or did he? Whatever. Um, but this one gets the rap, and I think that's wrong. I think the characters are, are likable, but um, killable, which was like, my epiphany. Yes, that's my yeah. epiphany that you, you that it's, a, it's a tight, it's a tight wire. That you have to walk. That you want your characters to be likable, but if they're too likable, I feel bad when they die. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to feel bad for a horror movie. I want to be entertained. Yes. So yeah, we'll talk more about that. But I, I, you know, I think, and uh, you know, Carpenter. I mean, it's Carpenter's game. And there was a time when this guy just could not make a bad movie. That time ended. But but for a while yeah. there, well, for I mean, for a pretty solid run. Yeah. He was just doing great. They weren't all box office hits, but they were all great movies that stood the test of time and that soundtrack he's he's oh, a real a real musician 
and I, I, you know, I'm beginning to see this as a pattern in a lot of filmmakers. I like that they are musically talented. And I have a feeling that that may be a real advantage when you're a filmmaker to have the music, whatever it is that gives you musical talent. I have none of this, but whatever it is that gives you musical talent gives you a sense of timing and structure that can not always, but it can translate into filmmaking. Yeah, that's my, you know, I think so. That's really true. And it's also like, I mean, everyone, it doesn't matter if you've never seen a Halloween film in your life, you probably know the Halloween theme, but every single time I watch this movie, I'm reminded that every single piece of music is perfect. Every single musical cue that, that just the, you know, the, uh, the piano theme that dun, 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 dun. I mean, it's super subtle. It's super basic, but it's so effective. Mm-hmm. And yeah, God, the score. I mean, we could probably do an entire episode just dissecting how great the score is to this movie for sure. Uh, I, I did and, actually. And I think I think that wraps up the podcast. We can go home now. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> the only one worth talking about. No, uh, no. You know, we don't we don't have time to do a super deep dive on this. I will say one thing, something that kind of occurred to me. Like I said, every time I, I watch this movie, I see something new. And mm-hmm. I actually can't believe that I didn't really realize this before because it it's actually kind of obvious and maybe i did realize it and i just forgot it but you're talking about like people you know teenagers are having sex now granted first of all he kills a lot of people uh who mm-hmm. you know i think he only kills like one couple that's actually having sex everyone else is yeah. uh you know whatever but um unless you know the the tow truck guy that he stole his overalls from was i don't know having sex or yeah. on screen we didn't see it uh, yeah oh um, my god but 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 it is it does like when he kills that couple it actually it actually like it fits thematically because the whole thing about him taking the uh, the tombstone Judas Judith Myers tombstone and like putting it in the bed like it occurred to me that he's basically you know they I think they say and this might just be like a movie thing this might not actually be true but I think you know I've heard that you know every serial killer is like chasing their first kill yes. and in a way in a way mm. he, that's what he's doing. And it actually makes sense that he kills this couple after they have sex because that's when he killed his sister. Although, presumably they had sex. Although, oh my God, literally a one-shot take and they're upstairs for like maybe 20 seconds before the guy comes down. I still... Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I remember being a teenager, but oh my God, that's... Sure. Uh, oof, oof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that... that... That never fails to get a laugh, by the way. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so that got, that actually kind of occurred to me. That was that was my epiphany rewatching this movie. It was like, oh yeah, That's he's actually trying to. What's yeah. that? That's a great observation. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um. Uh, yeah. I uh, no. I'm, what, like, what a bad yeah. night she had. Disappointing sex, and then she's yeah. Married. That yeah, very sure. true. But yeah, the two worst things in the world. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Any final thoughts on this one? Uh, obviously, I think we all agree that this is a classic horror film. And obviously, there are a lot of other people because uh, who agree with that because we've now spent another 11 films basically chasing this one and trying to recapture the magic. And yeah, uh, it's basically like the first time you try heroin, it's really, really good. You'll spend the rest of your short, <laughs> junky life chasing that thrill. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, great. <laughs> Great analogy. Um, any, any, <laughs> the any, voice any, of experience, kids. Oh boy. Oh, don't do drugs. Uh, no. Any final thoughts on um, on Halloween before we move on uh, all the way down to the bottom of the list? 
No, if you haven't seen no. it, go watch it. What are you waiting yeah. for? Life yeah. is short. I will say, I will say I, uh, I, I'm going to try to convince. Uh, I'm talking to kind of the, uh, the the listeners right now. Normally, we do like three-hour deep dives on films. I'm going to try to convince <laughs> everyone to do basically next year instead of just doing one. Basically, I'd love to do a whole series on all these movies. I don't think I can <sighs> convince Bill and Renee to talk about each of these movies for three hours, but we will see. Oh, sure. Because... Why not? <laughs> I have a lot more to say about Halloween. Anyways, to sum it up, yeah, that was uh, 12s across the board. Halloween yep. has a perfect score of 36 from us. So that is our number one Halloween film. So let's move. Can, can I make a prediction on what number two is? Uh, it's not going to be mine. No, no, no. no. Wait, oh, number okay. two or number 12? Now, which, no, what's the what's the next one on the list? I, I bet it's not the one I picked. Well, we're, we're going all the way down to the bottom now. So oh, you, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, like I said, like I said, we're going to start at the top and then we're going to oh. go to the bottom and work our way up to the second most. Uh, best uh, Halloween. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, 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 yeah. gotcha. If that's okay. okay. If that's okay I, no, I, that's fine. Know, that's fine. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not married to this uh, this format. Okay. So as long as the viewers understand, this is not our second favorite pick. Now this next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they they should they, they should they, definitely understand it. Uh, in your case, Bill, because they will uh, reach over to their old timey radio dial and just click <laughs> it off. <laughs> yes, as as they do, as everyone yes. still has those right. giant dials. Uh, so. <laughs> This was, like I said, most of these movies we were actually very, very close on. Um, mm -hmm. I our, our worst, worst film in the series, I had ranked as number three. Renee, wow. you ranked as number two. Uh, or, or sorry, I gave it, I ranked it as number 10. <laughs> I, I gave it a score of three. Uh, Renee, you gave it, uh, you ranked it as number 11. But I'm going to let Bill kick us off because uh, this was his <laughs> number 12 film. So, Bill... Please tell us why Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, is objectively the worst Halloween uh, film. <laughs> oh, God. All right, you know, it... Okay, so this is, in fairness to this wretched film, it was a troubled <laughs> production. That's what everyone says. Yes. And there is apparently even, I believe, a, a alternate cut out there. There is a producer's cut, I believe, which I don't think I've seen. Yeah, the, so. probably by the same people who like took um, the Phantom Menace and cut all the scenes of Jar Jar out or took Pulp Fiction and arranged it in sequential order. People who have a certain amount of editing talent, but definitely way too much time on their hands. Someone's tried to, to fix I, this film. I, I think I think there's I think there's a legitimate I think there's a this is an actual cut of the film because I believe it mm. was I don't know who it was by, but it was actually it was from one of the filmmakers because I think it circulated as a bootleg for a long time and then eventually they did an official release of it. Yeah. So I think there there is an official release of the whatever that cut is. But I have So why it. why is this film so horrible? Um because it does like the most unnecessary thing in the world. It attempts to explain why Michael Myers is evil. Mm. And, and the answer that it comes up with involves uh, Celtic cults and <laughs> uh, stars being aligned. And the moon is in the seventh hour and Jupiter aligns with Mars. And um, there's a man in black that we introduced in the previous film. That was the worst part of that film. And he shows up again here and it's trying to create a mythology and what is this? Is this the sixth or what this film is, is this? Six. Yeah, this is number, this is number six. six. Okay, six films in to a franchise, you do not introduce mythology. As bad as Jaws 4 was, and it was bad, it did not, you know, tell us that the shark was from a, a, an escape from a laboratory or a scientist was trying to increase the intelligence of sharks because that's something you do. That's Deep Blue Sea. Smart move. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, they didn't do that. It was just a shark that would follow you to the ends of the earth. Still stupid. But this one, ah, I just, it was a stupid explanation. It's, um, they kill off one of the main characters, who's not a character I cared that much about, but the character I cared the most in this, you know, ongoing franchise, since they'd already killed off Jamie Lee Curtis. Now they had, was it, was it her daughter or whatever? I don't, I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, meh. We, you know, we did have uh, Pleasance came back. It was his last time. He looked like he, and Donald Pleasance always gives it the old college try because, you know, <laughs> he needs the paycheck and everything. But he even he just had this weariness about him. You know, maybe that was part of the character. He's tired of chasing uh, Michael all these years. But I felt like he was tired of making these movies after all these years. And I was tired of watching it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. There's a rumor that Quentin Tarantino was was toying with directing this movie, which just makes the result all the worse. But I, I can't imagine that that would be true. But maybe it is. Oh, God. I just I just think oh, they it's lame. It's lame. I, I understand. They said to themselves, you know, are we just going to keep making a movie where this guy kills people for no reason? That that seems kind of stupid. And I'm with you on that. That is kind of stupid. But that's a better idea than just than this. I should give him credit for trying to be ambitious, but no, no, he's, he's not. And this is, this is one of my problems we're going to have with Halloween kills is that I have a, a bad, I got a bad feeling in the back of my throat that there, there's some hints that they're trying to do this again, come up with a yeah. Mike, Michael's more than just a crazy evil guy. Mm. No, he's a, he's a crazy evil guy. Freddie is supernatural. Jason is a goddamn zombie. All right. Michael Myers is a crazy human that you can do lots with that idea. Let's not goof it up with Celtic druids and whatever else. Well, real quick. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this for every single movie. We, we reference if I, if I can make a connection, uh, deep blue sea also with the Halloween connection. Oh, wow. yeah. LL Cool J. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so, <laughs> so from the <laughs> wonderful Halloween resurrection, that should be, we should be talking about that. Real uh, soon. You're thinking of Buster Rhymes. He's in H2O. Yeah. LL Cool J is oh, in H2O. Oh, 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 that's right. H2O. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Renee, Renee, this was this was your second worst Halloween film. So can you give Correct. us the rundown? <laughs> give us <laughs> give us your your thoughts on uh, on the curse of Michael Myers. I do need to tell you that I had a really hard time between eleven and twelve. Like it yeah. was essentially a tie. But for me, it just came down to like if I was, if I had Pluto, now this is not me watching TV. Like this is me doing shit around the house or playing a video game and the TV's on in the background, like Pluto or something. And if it came on, which one would I turn the channel? Um, and so ultimately versus the other, I would probably leave this one on the TV. Um, for part of the reason is that Paul Rudd is like so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And he's so creepy, right? And then yeah. he comes like right off of um like clueless. And then he goes on to do like Wet Hot American Summer. And you yeah. and just from what you know now of Paul Rudd, yeah. <laughs> like it's such a like a goofy character to like like he was really doing it. Um yeah. oh he was so, trying. Yeah, you know, yeah. So that part, just the goofy weirdness. Um, well, and I, yeah. that does appeal to me. Yeah. Can, can I can I interrupt just for a second, just because yeah. you mentioned something? I have a huge list of reasons that I hate this movie. One of them <laughs> is that, that I, I actually love Paul Rudd, 
But um, in this movie, for some reason, his mannerisms, just the sometimes like the way he moved and stuff, I swear to God, it reminded me so much of his character from Wet Hot American Summer, and I could not stop laughing sometimes. Oh, wow. oh but, my God. I <laughs> yeah. totally see that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So sorry. I, I just, it was no. funny you brought that up because I was like, the whole time I was like, oh my God, he's, he, he just, he has some very exaggerated mannerisms. And I was like, <laughs> he, he, he cranks those to 11 in Wet Hot American Summer, but they still <laughs> kind of come through in this. So. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. And honestly, like that, I I did. Uh, I also did like a, a love hate list for pretty much every movie, and <laughs> yeah. that was the only thing that was on my love list was that I was like I Paul thought Rudd. Paul Rudd was pretty good in this. Hmm. Um, and under my hate list, um, was that I didn't realize that at first that that chick was supposed to be Daniel Harris because obviously, I mean, yeah, what's her name, Jamie? Because obviously yeah. it wasn't Daniel Harris, but at the same time, like. Thank God it wasn't because that would have just been like super extra duper creepy yes. with her. Yeah. Right. Like, don't take that baby and then have yeah. her have a baby because that's creepy. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then she's like dead in 10 minutes. You could have just yeah. right. taken all of that out. And then Paul Rudd has a baby and he's running around with a baby. <laughs> it's, yeah. You never see him actually do anything with it other than just carrying it around. Like nobody's saying anything about this guy and this baby. Yeah, it's very creepy young man carrying this naked baby around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally so, fine. Weird. Yeah, nobody yeah. even noticed. And um, and then at the end when he was like, you know, beating up Michael or um, like he was like oozing green goo. Like what's what's that now? Wait, Michael was? Michael was like I don't, I don't remember that. I'll, I'll huh. send you because I yeah, have taken yeah. clips and screenshots oh, for very important perfect. things. Oh, you may you may well be right because I'll admit when I was watching this, I was multitasking. I, the, this is <laughs> I this is you. this and is like Muzak. It's just background yeah. movie. Yeah, and yeah. because these rankings were so like, I think I put more effort into this than probably anything in my entire life. Um, which explains a lot you about should. my current state of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I probably watched this more than I should have just in a, are you sure that's the worst one? Are you sure? Uh-huh. That's- yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like when you it's like when you take a bite of something that's really nasty, but you're like, well, wait, was it actually that bad? Let me take another bite. Oh, it's still bad. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. What you do, Zach, is you take a bite out of something nasty, you think it's really, really bad, and then you make the rest of us take a bite. <laughs> so just to <laughs> confirm. Which is basically what I did with forcing yes. you guys to watch twelve Halloween movies over this podcast, because eight of them are awful. And uh <laughs> I even tr- I even tried to get out. It's like, oh, you know, man, I haven't had time to watch. It's like, you know what? We're gonna push this back two weeks. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. That's, that's enough time. time. Yeah, I have plenty of time. Yeah. Well, stay tuned for our next episode when we do Jaws. All of oh, the Jaws. Well, we should. We should. <laughs> that, that one punked out at five, four. I was right? going to so. say, are there only like a few? Yeah. Oh and, man. Well, hey. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going. I was. I was. I was about to say, and actually, the first three weren't that bad. But no, no. What am no. I thinking? I'm on oh, hey. crack. Uh, the first. The the first one was the best. One of the best movies of all time. The second one was. You know, a serious drop in quality, but okay. The third one was in 3D, so you give it that, and then there's Jaws 4. Well, Jaws, I believe Jaws 2, uh, John Carpenter connection. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Keith Gordon is in there, who would go on to be in Christine as uh, Arnie Cunningham. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right, yeah. Great fucking actor. Great actor. He, was, he is a good actor. Yeah. What's he doing now? I'm sure he's doing he's, something oh, now that... Oh, he's still directing. He's he's doing a lot of TV. He's directing Good. a lot of TV. So yeah, he's uh, he's still in the business. Good uh, wish he wish he would do another movie. So I I have actually I did exactly what you said you did, Renee, which is a love and hate 
Um, we're, we, we need to move on, but I'm going to run down my list for this one real quick. Okay. Uh, like I said, this was my third worst. This was number, I get that, uh, 10 on my list. Actually, the only thing I did like about this movie, and maybe it was cause he was like, just like tired and worn out, but I actually did like Loomis. I did like plant Pleasance. Uh, I mean, I like him in all the movies, but I actually liked Loomis. He seemed a bit more mellow and subdued. Maybe that was just because, you know, uh, you know, maybe his health was failing, but he spends like the previous film, he spends the entire movie like yelling at kids, which seemed like kind of weird to me. We'll talk about that when we get to that one. Um, although I'm sure that that's, that's why uh, Renee loved it so much. But um, this one, he seems, I don't know. I like, I like seeing the side of him because Loomis has always been a very intense character in this one. He's like, uh, you know, he's talked about, uh, he talks about like how he's kind of moved on. And I don't know. I kind of like that. Uh, still a tragedy that this was the last Donald Pleasance Halloween note. Uh, this he deserved better. Okay, yeah. So uh, let's see things I hate right off the bat. So yeah, right off the bat we retcon from the end of Halloween Five, and we're like, oh, Jamie was actually kidnapped. All the yeah, Paul Rudd love him, very goofy. Uh, I don't really care about Jamie Lloyd all that much, and I was still angry about how they did her dirty by like yeah, basically impregnating mm -hmm. her as a child and then murdering her. And I don't know, uh, that's, <laughs> again, um, something we didn't even talk about at all. And f f I, I, again, I want to do a whole episode on this because I want to dissect this. But so the Strodes, the, the, the uh, uh, I, I believe it was uh, Laurie Strode's cousin, mm -hmm. because I believe that the dad was uh, the, uh, the father's brother. The Strodes have moved into the Myers house, not realizing that it's the Myers house. Yeah, seems unlikely. <laughs> also, also, I think you know, I think it was the one before, but they also completely changed the Myers house, which I hate. This, yeah, like Bill was saying, this is probably the most convoluted plot of any Halloween movie ever, and uh, doesn't need it. Um, and <laughs> my final note was just maybe the least scary that Michael Myers has ever been. Somehow yeah. he looks, he looks almost as bored being in this movie as I am watching it. So. Um, I don't know how you look bored wearing that Did they change the mask for this one? Or, oh, they changed or... the mask for everyone, and this is yeah. one of the worst. This, right. we'll, we'll talk. There there are a couple that I called out for being particularly bad. This I think this is actually the one where there are a couple of shots where Michael Myers actually looks kind of, uh, he, he looks kind of husky. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. damn, what is it? Michael Myers really let himself go. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So, no, Prison food. Prison hey, I, can, can I just say, this does, here's, I don't like it in horror movies when, you know, someone makes it to the end, they survive. And then in the sequel, they kill them off in the first five oh, minutes. Oh, All right. And, and, and that includes Alien 3, which I'm still pissed off about. Oh, God. Uh, and, and we'll go to As my grave. Yeah. So don't do that, people. Don't do, just don't do that. If these characters, uh, just throw me a freaking bone. You know, if you survive a horror movie and you're not going to be a major part of the sequel, don't even make them part of the sequel. Just they they lived they went off they moved to uh, Florida and they're they're raising children and everything went fine you know don't don't kill the Friday the Thirteenth Part Two uh, you know it's just such a cheat it just feels like well you know you're pissing on the movie that was way better than this one yeah and and say it didn't matter yeah uh, we got our own thing here ah I, I hate that yeah that's just I'm a yeah. Well, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> no, no, one hundred percent correct. And we'll we'll talk about that again when we get to how. Oh going. yes, we will. Um, <laughs> so moving on to uh, the film uh, that uh, I guess our uh, number eleven. This is actually uh, the film that I rated the worst, 
And once again, we were mostly pretty close. I rated this the worst film of the series. Bill rated it the second worst after uh, Curse of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave it to Renee to actually defend her decision because she had this. She oh. had this as number eight, number eight Whoa. on her list. Renee, oh, I know what we're doing now. Renee, okay, why, <clears> hell, <throat> why, is, why the hell? Why the hell? Why are you? Why are you basically? I, I'm basically going to label you as a Halloween resurrection apologist. What? Defend yourself. <laughs> I am. I am. Um, there's <sighs> okay. Uh. There's a lot of things that I don't like about this movie. Um, there are a few things that I like about this movie. There's a few things that, oh my God. <laughs> that I kind of love, oh but God. in the essence that they're so fucking stupid that I love it. Except for uh, Gus Lynch, who um, R.I.P was the guy who played the patient who in the beginning was dressed up as a clown and he takes his, and he's like John Wayne Gacy and he like recites all the facts. And then later he was like, Michael Myers, blah, 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 blah. I know it's so, I just, I just really enjoyed that guy because I was like, oh, that's so great. He's explaining everything to everybody that hasn't seen the other movies. It's great. And you know, it's like kind of cute and what, and, um, and I just, loved when he handed him the knife. I'm like, just pander to me, pander to me. I'm going to take it and I'm going to love it. Um, Busta Rhymes <laughs> is ridiculous. Um, I like that. I think when they brought him in, it was kind of like the height of some stuff that he was doing, you know, musically. He was like kind of mm-hmm. up in the scene. Um, and I think that he got confused when they told him <laughs> his character's name was Freddy <laughs> and he thought that he was going to be in a movie with Freddy because it was very like nightmare. <laughs> that would be Elf. hilarious. Right, yeah. like comedy. He was very, like, very comedic, which d- doesn't really work yeah. for me. Um, and it, but then, and then when he, he like zaps Jason in the nuts, and he's like, or Jason. See, I told you I was gonna. Oh, yeah. um, he zaps Michael in the nuts, and then he's like, "Ooh, it's so stupid!" <laughs> and I love it because it's so stupid. Oh my god! And then, um, yeah. So those were the things that I loved, and uh, on my hate list because, of course, I still hate it. Um, was it after fifteen minutes? <laughs> after fifteen minutes, Lori is dead, and she's luckier than the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Shots of like um, the reality show thing. Really, the if you just stopped at the first fifteen minutes for the title card, it's a great little short. It's great. Like there's a little guy, mm. and they're in this hospital, and then Jamie Lee Curtis dies, and the end. Um, I um the only thing I liked about the POV was when the one guy was getting murdered by Jason and he sort sort of had a he the actor that was Jesus I did it again the yeah. actor that was Michael yeah. had a really he really nailed the dead eye look so I was impressed by by that um and yeah uh, but his expression was my expression watching this movie yes yeah <laughs> um it's very true um, a mixture of boredom and disgust yeah yeah and it was very confusing it was weird where they were like oh she like it kind of picked up after h2o or no halloween Mm -hmm. halloween 20 20 years later (laughs) um it kind of picked up after that but then it like her kid her son who now she didn't have jamie now she's got Uh, a son right um he i guess is not around anymore I'm not really sure. So it just, and it kind of just voided out that whole four through six thing, which after six, well, I was like, fine. fine. Yeah, yeah just take it. It's fine. Everybody um, does that. They just like, we will not speak of these films again. 
Right. Like four, I could do four, but we'll just make that just like right. a little side well, thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's H2O is the one that erases yeah. the, the last. I mean, you, because, you know, we'll get to right. four. The, the, four is only sin is that it begat five and six. Yeah. True. Right. 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 Well, yeah. It, it, well, it's actually kind of interesting because I realized what, you know, you can basically you can basically group these films as there's there's a duology, there's a standalone, then there's a trilogy, then there's another duology, then there's now a new, or, or then there's another duology of remakes, and there's a new trilogy. So, yeah, you and can kind of... there's Halloween this. 3, just sitting alone well, in yeah, the corner. Yeah, that's the standalone, yeah. 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 And most um, of the right. teenagers died, and so that's pretty good. So that's my defense. Yeah, okay. Those things are right. so stupid, they made me laugh. Which yeah. the other Which, ones were so stupid, they just kind of made me cry. Oh, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I hate this. Yeah, I think I think the big thing was like Josh Hartnett became a star after H two O, so there was no way they were they were gonna get us get him back. Um, right. It may have been interesting to see him, uh, Michael, going after him, but I, I don't know. We'll never know. Um, so I, I did, like I said, I had I made a spreadsheet. Uh, I made two columns: things I love, things I hate. <laughs> uh, for this movie, for things I love, I wrote literally nothing, but then I did come up with something else. Uh, I said the only good thing about this movie is that they let this uh, it let this timeline die. <laughs> um, and then things I hate, literally everything. Um, there are a couple things that I hate the most about this movie. So just a little, let me, let me just give you a little personal history here. This was the first Halloween movie I watched in theaters. Okay. Oh. So, oh, yeah, oh, because like, like, yeah, like I said, I was getting into the Halloween franchise after H2O came out. Um, I, I don't think I was allowed to watch. Well, actually, even if I had been allowed to watch uh, R rated films in the theater, I wouldn't have had a parent to take me. Um, because my parents don't like horror films. So um, 2002, though, rolled around, and I was actually working in a movie theater. So I got to watch this, uh, and I watched it you know, for free because I was in a movie theater, and I still felt like I was due a refund because I remember watching this in 2002 and thinking, oh, my God, this, this, this is a very dated film. The, the note I had was, uh, this is possibly the most dated Halloween film, and it was dated on the day it was released in theaters because this was mm -hmm. basically at the height of like uh, reality TV. And it's actually kind of funny because I was uh, reading an interview. Oh, God, I can't remember who it was with, but it was someone who was uh, working on uh, scripts for Halloween three, not for not original Halloween three, but Halloween three after the Rob Zombie remakes. And he was like, the Weinsteins were like every week they would ask for something different because every week there was a new like flavor of the week. And they'd be like, what if it was this? And so I think that that's probably why, in fact, he even mentioned that Halloween three at one point they were asking, why don't they do it? Uh, make it like a found footage film, which is kind of what this is um, hmm. to a certain extent. So I think that probably explains it, but Oh my God, this was just like, it was, it was outdated the day it was released in theaters. And um, yeah, so uh, God. Okay. So the, the, I think the thing that I think is kind of funny about this though, this film retcons the end of H2O, right? Because oh, basically yes. it's, you know, oh, but, but it knows, it knows how stupid the, it knows that the retcon is so mm -hmm. stupid. It actually goes out of its way to answer the questions. The writers knew all of the people watching the movie would have. Cause they're even like one character even says to another at some point, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, like, why didn't he just say something? And then the other character says, <laughs> Oh, uh, his trachea was smashed. So he couldn't, he couldn't talk. It was like uh, you're literally explain you're literally explaining you know that your 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 yeah. uh your retconning is so stupid and you're literally trying to like cover up for it and you know that you're a bad writer so you should right. feel bad. <laughs> they, should, they should. This is like those serials, you know, the the, the yes. 
cliffhangers where the the hero is in a position that he cannot possibly escape from tune in next week and then when you tune in next week it's like oh no it it looked like he was uh, about to fall off a cliff but actually there's a big ledge there that wasn't there last time but it is now shut up here we go much much like that was the first thing i hate about this they took a really good ending i mean Halloween H2O, which I guess they intended as a standalone movie, and this is the tragedy. Oh, yeah. Every time they intend that, it makes too much money. They're like, damn, we're too successful. we got to have a follow-up. And they they had an actual ending, uh, you know, a, a worthy ending. This was the actual Halloween 2 that we wanted, and uh, boom, no. They had, to, they had to screw it up. And, and you know, Michael Meyer, he's magical, you know. All, I, I hate it when they take these characters – and they're they're doing that again with Michael here, where they they basically they're like Rambo. You know how like Rambo buries himself in the mud because he knows that <laughs> yeah. that soldier's gonna walk by him. And if that yeah. soldier didn't walk by him, he would be there in the mud still waiting. But he but that you know he knows exactly what to do. He's always one step ahead. Yeah, it's stupid. And then, you know, just it's also yeah. like that that the Myers house was like a small like three bedroom suburban house. Yeah. How how is it that he's sneaking around this house? There are like six people in there. And no one sees him. It makes He's no stealthy. Sense. He's <laughs> very stealthy, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, I understand your uh, your argument, Renee, that this is an entertaining film on certain levels, but I reject it. Um, and yep. uh, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll make this brief. I hate this movie. Um, I don't <laughs> rate it the worst because it's you know it's competently made and it's got Jamie Lee Curtis. So you instantly get a couple points if yeah. you have it. You lose that some of those true. points when you kill her off in the first fifteen minutes. And <laughs> and really, she's got that look on her face like off camera. There's someone holding a contract that she signed yes. that forces her to be in this movie. And in the other hand, they have a gun. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's, clearly, she's just you know, kill me, pay me kind of thing. And then yeah. we go into you're absolutely right that. that it's such a mistake to try to go on the flavor of the month. I mean, this is the diary of the dead of Halloween films. <laughs> oh God. You know, oh. it's oh, I, reality shows. I mean, yeah, you can make a good reality show horror movie, but it should, that should be its reason. Yeah. Don't, don't take well, an existing franchise and say, and we're going to put a reality show into it. It's like instantly dated. You're right. It was dated when it came out. I, I can think of a single good reality show horror film. I think there've been, there have been a few over the years, but I can think of one, yeah. and that's that's Dead Set. It's not actually a movie; it's kind of a TV series. But yeah, I've seen Dead Set. It's great. I've heard good things about that. And, yeah, you know, um, Buster Rhymes doing his Dolomite here. Uh, uh, just I, you know, I, uh, he's, I love he's, Buster Rhymes. Uh, he's, Buster Rhymes is okay, but but he's from a different like movie. It. Yeah, from a he, different movie, and and I and he's beating Michael Myers. Yeah. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Right. You know, uh, give go, listen, give Buster Rhymes a knife and make a movie about him, you know, but um, yeah, why should we take Michael Myers seriously when, you know, a rap star turned actor is, you know, kind of having his way with him? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, crazy. I guess it was a nice, it was a nice inversion of the black guy always dies first. It's Buster Rhymes. No, it's, un, it's, is it's an unkillable death machine. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's funny though because I actually do love Buster Rhymes in this. I just wish that this were like a different movie. I wish that this were like a send up of horror movies with Buster Rhymes in it. Then I probably yeah. would have enjoyed it. But yeah. as a as a like a, a Halloween movie and a sequel to spoiler alert, one of uh, my my favorite Halloween movies because I actually think H two O does mm-hmm. a lot of things right. Um, yeah, and it's also just yeah. like phenomenally disrespectful to like the Laurie Strode character to be like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, um, I don't know. Once it once again, if you watch H two O and then you watch this, you're pissed off. Yeah, yeah. 
and the yeah. movie never gets you back. So yeah. from what I understand, that was upon request. Oh, what? absolutely. Upon request by Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with her hundred percent. If I saw that yeah. script, I'd be like, Hey, here's an alternate idea. Kill me in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. and like you made a comment that H2O had a solid ending. I think that was another one of her demands was that she needed him mm. to die in this one yeah. so that there was an ending. Right. I guess just, you know, and then she washed her hands and said, I will never make another one of these again. Yep. Right. Till later <laughs> and, when I'm bored. Yeah. Well, well, but you know. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go what? ahead. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I think I have an idea what might be coming up, but I'm not sure. Okay. Well, yeah, just to, uh, to review the, the ratings here, the, the if people care about the, the number score. Uh, the total for Curse of Michael Myers was a six. Halloween Resurrection <laughs> was an eight. So that's where we're at. Um, but let's get to our, uh, I guess, our 10th film uh, on the Halloween rankings list. And uh, let me actually bring up the spreadsheet here. This was this was actually one we were almost perfectly aligned on this. Oh, uh, wow. I gave it. Let's see. Let's uh, let me because uh, I have two taps because I'm stupid. Um, it was my <laughs> it was my number nine. It was Renee's number nine and it was Bill's number 10. So apparently we all mm. feel very, very similarly about Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Bill just summed it up. Uh, <laughs> what did who Bill wants... say? He said, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. Um who who wants to who wants to talk about this one? Or or hey, I can just, I well, I just want to say go ahead. I just want to say one thing. Nineteen eighty nine, it yeah. was it, part of it is 1989 was a year when it seemed like it was nothing but horror sequels and not the good sequels, you know, like, I mean, there's, there's some great nightmare on Elm streets movies, but nightmare on Elm street five wasn't really one of them, but that's what we got in 1989. It was like, they, they were just going to the well one time too many. And you'd have to, you'd have to have been a really, really good Halloween to be a good Halloween five. And this isn't one of them. So, well, yeah, maybe I'll kick us off because uh, you guys each took one of the last ones. So, um, I, so I have, uh, again, things I love, things I hate. I actually only have one thing in things I love. And that is, uh, the fact that I think Danielle Harris actually saves this from being, uh, any worse than it is. I think she was actually a really good child actress. And I think that mm. she actually puts on uh performance so good that this film doesn't really deserve her. Um, which I kind of feel bad because, uh, I think Halloween six, she wanted to come back and they thought that she was too young or something mm. but yeah she uh, i'm actually kind of that's the one of the things i'll give uh, rob zombie props for is uh, bringing her back later um yeah. things i hate okay so this is the this is this is this is the halloween film that features a pair of bumbling inept cops that plays <laughs> weird horn and like kazoo sound effects every time they're on screen <laughs> Who thought that was, that was a good idea? Whackity <laughs> schmackity do. <laughs> and, and I will say, by the way, speaking of 89, this, this movie came out a year after Halloween 4. So this was like following, like they had, I guess, I guess they had a, I actually don't know if they had a script ready or if they just like rushed it because I don't, I don't think they had a script ready. I, I, Halloween 4 was a Hail Mary pass. Yeah. And this one just feels like a cash grab. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So yeah, this is also the movie that uh, I think, Bill, you mentioned this. This actually starts a lot of the stupid shit that yeah. kind of culminates in the next uh, episode. We start with the Mark of Thorn stuff. Uh, you have the man in black show up, or his feet at least, because he keeps showing up, yeah. does absolutely nothing. Does yeah. nothing. 
he's he's in there. He keeps they keep cutting away to him. You're like, oh, who's this? And it's like you're waiting for I, a big payoff, and it never comes. Yeah, and it never and it doesn't even come in the in the next movie. No. Um, <laughs> Loomis Loomis is always a shouty character. Okay, he's he's always yeah. from the first movie. He's and he's usually right. He's usually shouting at people that you know yeah. they, they should listen to him. And he's usually right. In this movie, though, he is reduced to just basically shouting at little kids. <laughs> <laughs> he literally, like Daniel Harris and like the other, the little boy, like he spends the entire movie just shouting at them. And I almost feel bad. And I, as someone who hates <laughs> kids, that takes a lot for me to feel bad. <laughs> um, I don't know. Renee, do you want to, do you want to take off uh, there? <laughs> it involves shouting at kids. So I don't know. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on this film? Or, I mean, not just uh, the shouting at kids part. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, yeah. Well, you know, shout, always shouting at the kids is always, always great. Yeah. It was, he was definitely like, <laughs> at the end of his rope. Oh, um, so, uh, I really, my, that was sort of my two notes were the things that I loved about this movie was that the dog named Max and the little kid named Billy. I just thought he was very sweet. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, Danielle Harris again. Yeah. She was great. However, um, God, that just the crying. There was so much crying in this movie, <laughs> yes. and it was just like, well, that was just oh, me. Yeah, I was going to say that was me watching it <laughs> mostly. And I had to actually introduce a "what the fuck" category because when Michael's like bumbling down the river, and then he, he like comes up on this dude and like collapses in his arms, like what yeah. is happening? <laughs> yeah, and that Rachel mm. doesn't seem to hold a grudge that that what's her nuts just killed her mom. And then they suddenly didn't kill her mom. She was only attacked and is now her stepmom. So I don't know how that happened. Mm. Um, yeah. So pretty much everything that kind of happened with her. And then I thought Rachel's friend was like so freaking annoying. Uh, I thought it sucked that she got killed off early. Uh, I was surprised that it took Michael so long to kill her considering how annoying she was. And then he stopped at the convenience store. Yeah. And I thought she must like remind him of his mother or something because he just was like, well, okay, whatever you want, um, which was <laughs> so bizarre. Um, and they had a lot of weird motion, camera motion stuff that was a little bit annoying. Um, and a big cookie woman is <laughs> is my summary. <laughs> The most suspenseful sequence in the entire film. Big cookie woman. Big what does it mean? Woman. Yeah. It's a, yeah, okay. a big cookie woman story. I, I hated this. I hated this one too. The man in black thing <laughs> is just, I, it, it was so unnecessary. And it, at least, at least with curse, they introduce all these stupid things and they make it integral to the plot. This was just like a, right. a, a sequel that seemed more concerned in setting up another sequel. Than in actually yeah. telling a story. Oh, f that noise. Um, no, nah, it's just. <laughs> but this is, you know, I mean, it's not my least favorite one, but to me, it's maybe the most forgettable one. It, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't linger in the mind. It's, uh, you know, and, and I remember everyone talking, "Who's the man in black?" And but we didn't really care that much, and it didn't do very well. I think this was one of the least successful. Of, yeah, of well, films. that's why it took. Yeah, that's why it took him another six years to make uh, Curse of Michael Myers, I think. Because, yeah. They had six years to think of how they were going to get out of this hole, <laughs> and that's what they came up with. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I actually agree that this is like, you know, there are elements to this movie that make it the not worst Halloween movie, but 
it's also there are plenty of things that are kind of stupid and offensive about it. Um, I think this is the one where they changed the Myers house, which I seems like a very minor thing. But like the Myers house itself is so iconic to the entire series that I kind of hate that they did that. I don't know. It felt kind of weird. God. Okay. Let's see if, if no one has anything else, I'll, I think I have a couple other things on my list. Yeah. Here's, here's the other thing. I I think like I can summarize my feelings about this movie just by the fact that the, the horror scenes are so tedious Mm. that, that barn scene, the scene where they're in the barn, that scene lasts like, I don't know, maybe it, well, it probably lasts like seven or eight minutes. It feels like it lasts about 30 minutes, but Mm -hmm. it's just so tedious. And those stupid cops, out there the whole time um yeah which i mean that's like the the worst the worst thing that a horror film can be is boring in my opinion Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this has so many sequences that are just like boring um the the whole the the big cookie woman scene like so michael myers is now chauffeuring people around yeah (laughs) yeah really like and i i understand that it's supposed to be like suspenseful because like ooh. He's in the car with her. Is he going to kill her? Is she going to get away? But no, it's Mike, Michael Myers is like asking, acting as an Uber driver now. And it's just not scary. Um, and then the cops roll up and he's like, oh, got to go. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Peace <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, um, okay. And then uh, this is a minor thing, but at the end, so they arrested Michael Myers and he's in a cell and he's like chained up and they didn't bother to take off his mask. Does that, no, this seems a little no. stupid. No, these are the same people who, uh, who like let the guy who had the hook for a hand, the crazy guy, and they let uh-huh. him stay in the insane asylum with a hook so that when he escapes, he can like try to get those two, those couple making out in the car. Oh, yeah. And he tries to open up the door with his hook because that's what you would do. You'd use your hook hand, of uh, course. The sharp yeah. hook that they let you keep in the insane asylum. Yeah, that, that makes a whole well, lot of sense. To, to be fair, the hook is his comfort object. Okay. Um, these are the same people who get, who knock Batman out and tie him to some machine and don't even think about taking his mask off. Yes. Oh, very true. Um, the, the other thing, the other note that I wrote down here, and this kind of gets into the, like, what, what, what even, I think this kind of summarizes, like, what even is Michael Myers in this movie? Because he does kill some people, oh. but then he, he spends a lot of time bumbling around. And my note was, uh, this is the film that asks, Michael Myers is scary when he's stabbing people. But what about when he's committing vehicular homicide? There's an entire scene in this movie where they just try to run kids down in a car. Like, that's not Gary Michael Myers. And that's, would Michael even know how to use a car? He went to jail, well, he when he, you know, like when he, he's he young. In, in the first yeah. film, in the first film, he takes the car and Loomis says something about like, that's oh, so, someone must have given him because he does drive a lot in these movies. Apparently. That's true. Apparently he's yeah. Um, he knows how to operate all kinds of heavy machinery. So. Uh, I don't know. He he knows how yeah. to like drive. He knows how to drive stick, obviously, because he drives a tow truck in uh, in one of them. Um, I think it's oh. Halloween four. Yeah. I think. Wow, um, I can't. I can't do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So apparently, well, apparently he's yeah. Apparently he's pretty good at driving. Well, you know, um, and and actually that makes sense because what do we do with really really dangerous people? We put them in jails with a weight room. So they can they can make themselves and they and they have nothing but time on their hands to lift weights all exactly. day. So we make them now superhumanly strong oh. with a with a grudge. Yeah. Are so sure, teach him how to drive. Michael Myers in jail lifting weights, but they still they let him keep the mask, so he has the mask sure. on the entire time. <laughs> oh man, it's and then, and, and, then, and then he leaves the, the he leaves the weights on the ground, and someone else comes up and he's like, "Hey man, you got to put those back." And Michael just turns and he's like, "Oh, never mind, never mind." <laughs> Okay, so is there anything else we have to say about, about Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, before we move on? Nope. 
All right. Uh, well, that one, this is where we we had a, we kind of grouped up here. Um, that one had an 11 out of, uh, that was a total of 11 points, putting it hmm. at number 10. Um, we actually Let's have... keep in mind, listen, listen, Halloween uh, vibe, before you get get a big head, that's 11 out of 36. That's a, <laughs> that's a sucky grade, you know, no yeah. matter how you slice it. 11 out of potential 36. Yeah. The next one that we uh, actually, so the next two, we had a tie. We had a tie. Oh. And this is actually uh, a very, very interesting tie. Um, and I'll tell you why in a moment. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start with the, the film that comes first appropriately enough. Um, so our, our tied for, I guess, uh, which I guess all, all these would be bumped up if we're calling this a tie. So I guess Halloween five would actually be number nine. So I guess tied for number eight. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how math works. Um, anyways, one of, one of these films. The, is... the way, I just want to say the important thing to remember at this stage in the list, you're both losers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> essentially uh although interestingly enough okay this is where things get interesting oh. uh, I'm, I'm going to defend one of these films and bill oh, is going wow. to defend bill you're going to defend one of these films so oh, let's, okay. start, let's start with you um this is the film that uh let me let me bring up our rankings again okay. uh this is a film that i had as the second worst halloween wow. film of all time i ranked it as number really? 11 renee had it as number 10 but bill huh. bill you had huh. You had Rob Zombie's Halloween at number six on your list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Explain. So wait, you guys hate Rob Zombie's Halloween one more than you hate Halloween two by Rob uh, Zombie. Well, well we, we, will, we will get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll get to that. Well, yeah. I mean, neither one is any great shakes, but, but, and, and Rob's, I mean, Rob Zombie is, Rob Zombie's not my favorite horror director. But yeah. he he does he is a, a fan of the genre, so I think some of that love comes through. I ju I just question a lot of his choices. Uh, you know, he's got a certain. Mm. I don't want to say he's got bad taste or something, but I think the films and, and uh, you know they're unnecessarily brutal, which works for House of a Thousand Corpses or The Devil's Rejects. Those are fine, and I I just had the feeling that those are the movies he really wanted to make. Like, yeah. like they say, you know, he's yeah. like, I want to, I want to redo a franchise and they're like, Oh, great. And, and he said, I want to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they're like, yeah, we don't have the right step, but how about Halloween? He's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it, they, to me, they're not really Halloween movies as Halloween movies. Yeah. You could, you could feel free to rank them lower as movies, just horror movies. Uh, they're okay. They're, they're passable time wasters and everything. Uh, you know, uh, at this, you know, seriously, at this, at this point, I guess I'm just so shell shocked for how much I hated those other movies that I'm glad I was. I'm giving him credit for not continuing with them. That right. a fresh start. It may not be a great fresh start, but it's a fresh start. There's no Man in Black. There's no Celtic right. Druids. So I think I think I'm just so so grateful for that. So yeah, I'm going. It's yeah. a heavy curve, but well, um, they're not great. Yeah, like I said, this this was my second worst film, and we'll get to why in a moment. Although mm. you actually said something that was kind of interesting, uh, because one of my notes about this movie uh, is uh, I wrote down this film proves that people can love movies for absolutely different reasons. Rob Zombie loves Halloween, but as far as I'm concerned, he doesn't understand what makes it good. So mm. that's kind of my that's kind of the summary I think of why I hate this movie so much. Um, I I genuinely believe that he loves the Halloween you know franchise in the first movie. But oh yeah. my God, um, Renee, do you have? I have. I'm gonna launch into a tirade about this movie uh -huh. before I do. Before I do, Renee, uh, do you wanna do you wanna give your thoughts on this one? 
Yeah, because I think I can summarize myself pretty briefly. Um, and I think really, I think, Bill, you I think you nailed it because mm. that's really the only thing that makes sense to me is that he wanted to do that other movie. And I think he could have, huh, you know, I mean, that his vibe kind of fits a little bit more with that Texas Chainsaw action, I think, or could. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think you really, I think you, you could have nailed that. <clears throat> um, I just don't, I just don't dig his style. It's just not really my thing. Um, it's like everybody, it reminds me of something that a saying rode hard and hung up wet. Um, mm. it just, it's just kind of like a raw, raunchy, like greasy vibe. Yeah, like yeah. everybody's dirty. Everybody is like foul. The yeah. dialogue oh, is like God. so unrealistic. Like, yeah. I don't know any teenage girl that's like in the house. Uh, you know, like masturbating a bagel. I don't know what's happening. Oh, in oh God, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, and it's just God, everything is just so excessive. And it goes against, like you were kind of saying, it goes against everything that the first movie stands for, for me, is the simple, the simplicity of it. It's like they oh. took a beautiful, perfect cheese pizza mm. and just turned it into like a taco wrapped in a pizza, wrapped in a burrito, wrapped in a chalupa. <laughs> yeah, so a lot too much. I, I think Zach, Zach, you actually said something that really kind of. Re I think, I think Rob Zombie thinks Halloween, the original Halloween, was like a grindhouse classic. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's way more of an art film if oh, you, you know if you're going to compare it to something else. So yeah, I, 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 and you know maybe he thought he was rescuing it from the cheesy yeah. direction that had gone to resurrection. And, yeah, yeah. So. Renee, I, I do, I do have to, I do have to stop you there though, because are you telling me that you think that Deborah Hill was knew more about how teenage girls talk than Rob Zombie? You know, <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Oh, but I will say, so I will give him quick credit before uh, I completely let you go into your tirade. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, here we go. That, I guess as a person, I'm happy for Rob Zombie that he found like his thing mm -hmm. and like good for you because a lot of people don't find that. Yeah. Um, and White Zombie yeah, cause, is because he had nothing. He had nothing going for him before he started making movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah. White, now he's he's happy and his wife will always have a job. So if, oh, exactly God. right, and apparently his kids now too. Um, oh my God. So. Uh, I remember him from White Zombie, which most people, I guess, are more familiar with his like solo yeah. work. But White Zombie, great band. You should not watch this movie and listen to White Zombie instead. Yeah. Hmm. Or watch their videos. Their videos were great back. Oh in yeah, the, do that. Old yeah, school that. stuff. Living I Dead believe, Girl. I believe he. Yeah, he, he directed that one. He was directing stuff. I think directing was actually his original passion. He just right. couldn't do it until he became big in music. And when you when you see like the video for Living Dead Girls, like here's a guy who loves horror movies. He went all the way back to the first horror movie and did a really top notch uh, homage to Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Most no. most people his age can't even pronounce Caligari. I have no interest in it. So you know he is one of us, and I appreciate him. And I'd shake his hand, but I don't. I don't think he made a particularly good Halloween movie. Yeah. Or well, two. First of all, I would just like to clarify that Living Dead Girl is a Rob Zombie song. And not a white zombie song. Oh, oh, really? Oh, see, white I don't zombie. That's true. Dead. Yeah, that's true. Was that off of Hill, I, Hillbilly? Was that off of Hillbilly Deluxe? I believe. You know, it, if Billy Corrigan, till the day he dies, as far as I'm concerned, every time he releases a song, it's oh, and look, another Smashing Pumpkins song, just to watch the veins on his bald wait, head bulge. Wait, he he had a he had a he had a a band other than Zwan. 
What? Yeah, yeah believe it or not. <laughs> okay, well, let, let me let me just let me just dig in. I'm gonna I'm gonna eviscerate this one much like oh uh, Michael Myers eviscerates a ton of people in this movie. Let me just start by saying I actually don't think that Rob Zombie's a bad filmmaker. I just think that Rob Zombie's interested in making movies that I'm not necessarily interested in watching. Mm. Yes. So, okay, things. Let me let me get this out of the way. Things I like about this movie: Rob Zombie is probably second only to Quentin Tarantino for getting a bunch of people uh, in small parts that you absolutely love. I love all the cameos mm. in this. I mean, mm. Sid Haig's in there as the cemetery yeah. guy. Um, uh, Brad Dourif as the the sheriff. Uh, I mean, I love him. I God, I love him so much and everything. Um. The fact, I think my favorite part of this movie, though, is the fact that Michael gets his iconic jumpsuit from Ken Foray, who's fucking hilarious in this movie. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, because remember, he's, he's the guy at the truck stop that uh, he kills. Um, but, and I love, I actually, love, I think he intentionally cast Ken Foray in that role because Ken Foray, like, stands up to Michael and Tyler Maine is, like, one of the few people in the world who's, like, taller mm-hmm. than, Ken, bigger than Ken Foray. But anyways, and I love Ken Foray, obviously. Um <laughs> So I love all that. Um, I even love the fact that he brought Daniel Harris back. Like I said, Daniel Harris, I think, had actually been petitioning for a long time to get back into the franchise after she was shut out of uh, six. Uh, although I guess she wasn't really missing anything there. So uh, lo- love the fact that they uh, he brought her back. I think she's still a, a good actress, too. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, things I hate. I had the first thing I have in that column is pretty much everything. OK, yeah. so <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I, I, I actually forgot to mention one other thing, which is. I actually do really like Malcolm McDowell as Loomis. Um, I think that he's a good successor. Obviously, Malcolm McDowell is a great actor. Sure. Um, my only problem with this is, uh, and this is the getting to the things I hate, um, this whole movie tries to explain a backstory about Michael that we we didn't need. We And I think, I think Bill, you mentioned this uh, yes. already a couple yes. of times, is that all these movies try to talk about the backstory. Um, so the the I mean the, this the structure of this film is so weird because it spends like the first half on this stupid backstory and then the second half is a remake that just feels rushed because we missed you know we're it's basically trying to make the the same film in uh, about half the time mm-hmm. as the original so the the I don't know I I just think he, he I think he fails to uh, I think Rob Zombie fails to grasp like what in my mind makes Halloween so scary because I mean at its heart like Halloween is a thoroughly like suburban horror film right i mean the the shock and the horror of the initial killing is that michael myers is this little kid in this perfectly normal suburban house who murders his Mm. sister out of nowhere and no one really knows why in this movie yeah no wonder this kid became a murderous psychopath he's got oh and i i also forgot to mention i i love him i don't love his character because it's stupid I do love William Forsyth in this movie, but you have this like stepdad who's like yelling at him and, and calling him all kinds mm-hmm. of names and his mom who's a stripper. And it, it's just like, all, not that there's anything wrong with being a stripper. I'm not trying to denigrate strippers, but mm. um, there's just like, uh, you know, the fact that there were kids te- at school teasing him about that. There are all these like horrible, it's like, yeah, no wonder this kid started like murdering. Okay. Like the, I don't know. I, f- I feel like he totally misses the idea that like, trying to explain anything about why Michael Myers does what he does yeah. is actually you're going to fail, right? It's, it's kind of like explaining the Joker's backstory. Nothing's going to be as cool as the mystery surrounding it. So I don't know. I think that's probably my biggest problem with this movie is, Oh God, yeah. I also forgot Danny Trejo's in this movie. I also love him as the, uh, mm. uh, oh, yeah, sure. 
Um, that was good to you, Mikey. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh my god, it's just why? And and then we get into the the remake portion, which uh, you know, no, I can't, God, I can't even remember her name, and I don't have it written down. But the 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 uh, woman who plays Laurie Strode, she's not bad, but like no mm-hmm. one's ever going to measure up to Jamie Lee Curtis. Like I almost feel like it's a disservice trying to make someone else yeah. play that character. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, the, the fact that she's written as this weird, like, I, I don't know, like even Jamie Lee Curtis, like the way that she's written and the way she like, she, like interacts with the kids in the original feels very mm-hmm. like natural to me. And this one, it just feels like, again, yeah, Rob Zombie writing a teenage girl. Like what does a teenage girl talk that, you know, how does she talk to kids? I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Rob. Yeah, you know, we, we give Jamie Lee, go back to Jamie Lee for a minute. I mean, uh, as, yeah. as is pretty obvious, Please. Jamie Lee was one of my college crushes. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I've always I've always liked her as an actress. And all right, she is not drop dead beautiful in, in, you know, in Hollywood terms. She's insanely attractive. Uh, you know, if, if you saw it about trading places, dang. Um, or, you know, some of the she she was a spectacular. Look, I, look hey, I, I'm, um, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm probably like half her age. But damn, I mean, even in yeah. knives, even in Knives Out. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's she's her. got she's got that movie star. And considering her parentage yeah apparently there is a gene that can yeah. be passed on to you and everything but in terms of you works. know compared to say pj souls and and others i mean you know she was portrayed and made up to be the most average looking girl of the bunch here yeah but she has that girl next door quality she's got right. that quality that she is a really attractive person but she can be frumped up you can you can make her you know she she could she easily could have been in one of those stupid teenage movies where she's the plain girl who blah 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 has a montage and all of a sudden bam you know shows up at the prom and everybody's falling over you know she takes her glasses um, off and lets her hair down and all of a sudden she's a knockout yeah. beauty yeah that is not a common quality that's not that's not something that a lot have there's a lot of really super attractive actresses and there's you know uh, Linda Hunt and and you know and there's all things in between. Um, was Linda Hunt the little one that was in Dune? Yeah. Am I thinking of the right person? Your God, I don't know. You've lost me. She's she was in Kindergarten Cop. She's like three feet tall. I don't know. I would have to Google oh, her. Help me be. out, audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost said Linda Hamilton. That totally would have been wrong. I'm pretty sure she was Linda, but I could be wrong about that too. But anyway, um, yeah, it's. Anyone oh, yeah. trying to go? Okay, in. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, you, you got I, the one. And that's very rude, Bill. Well, I'm just saying, if we're going to have, like, two extremes, we got Scarlett Johansson on one hand, and we have Linda Hunt on the other, and there's a bunch of people in between. But anyway, I just say, it's it's not even worth recasting that role. Just give it a different name. Give it a completely different name, and, and start over. Because if you're comparing her to Jamie Lee Curtis, it's not going to work. You probably are not going to find another Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's a different time, and acting styles are different. It's just, uh, you know, you're... You're really just killing yourself here when you do that. You can. Tyler Maine makes a fine Michael, although not really, because he wasn't just. You know, the, there's a quality that that they that they very seldom capture. The the more recent ones have, have tried a bit yeah. more, but when when you see Michael in the original Halloween movie, when he like picks up that guy and just sort of stabs him into the wall. There's that marvelous moment where he just like tilts yeah. his head. The head tilt, like hundred percent. The head tilt, which is like, which is great, and and one of the most iconic things in the movie. That and the rising, you know, lifting your body up. Oh wait, he's still alive, kind of thing. Which the Undertaker did for about 
30 years, made his career out of that movie. <laughs> you know, that little, it's, it's like, what's going on through his head? Like, does he know what he's doing? Is he, you know, is he curious this thing was moving and now it's not? And is he just admiring his work? I mean, yeah. you can read a lot into it. And that is all the characterization and background that I need yeah. from Michael freaking Myers. I don't need to know that he had a bad childhood and was very sad. And he tortured animals and set fires and, do, you know, that's just another story of these awful TV shows that my wife inflicts on me at all hours of the day, you know, re watching things about wives killing their husbands that really makes me sleep poorly at night. She's addicted <laughs> to these true crime shows. And it's always, you know, he had a sad childhood. And then they say all these things about him. And you're like, oh, gee. And then he kills a bunch of people and mails their body to Albuquerque. I'm like, OK, you know what? Lots of people had bad childhoods, dude. Yeah. You can't use that as an excuse. Yeah. It, well, it just, it, it humanizes him and I don't want him humanized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We didn't, we didn't even talk about Nick Castle in the original, but I think that, yeah, mm -hmm. his, his physical presence. And that was one of the reasons that the, uh, you know, it wasn't just Jamie Lee Curtis uh, returning for the new one. Uh, there was a lot of hype for fans around the fact that he was returning as the shape um, or as Michael Myers. And I think, yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's very underrated. He has this almost like, it could be seen as like, is he analyzing something or is this just like an animal? Like, cause the, the head tilt always reminds me of a dog, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which oh, can, can I actually, can I, yeah, can I actually, I, we actually need to probably move on. Um, I, something else that occurred to me. Okay. Let me just, let me just about the, the, the predator thing. Um, speaking of like uh, animals, uh, and just real quick, I'm going to interject this before mm -hmm. I forget. Cause I, it was another thing that occurred to me when I was rewatching Halloween, but uh, so he, he, people find bodies like up in, uh, uh, like, uh, closets. Like, you mm -hmm. know, he, he, he basically hides bodies. He, he, I think he actually does that in the new movies too, which is something they carry over. You know, what that reminds me of, Do, has anyone ever seen like a nature film about like on the leopards. Serengeti? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Leopards do that. They, they, Hiding they hide them up in the, the trees. Yeah, yeah, let them soften up in the uh, sun yeah. and, and uh, keep them away from yeah. other non-tree climbing yep. predators. Screw you, hyenas. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's totally interesting. Way, but yeah, that, that just occurred to me when I was watching that. I was like, huh, I wonder if there's something there. Um, See, I always thought he was just setting it up for that inevitable moment where the person like hides in the closet and then their probably. dead friend pops down. Which, another thing, yeah. he, he, he dragged the tombstone all the yes. way from the graveyard to his house. It's like, yeah, he's strong. How strong is he? He's, like he's freaking strong. Because we let him live in the weight room. <laughs> exactly. Okay, final final word on Halloween 2007, then we will move on. Um, this was just kind of like the gross icing on the nasty cake. Um, yeah. This was my final note under things I hate. Um, and in quotation marks, uh, what the Michael Myers origin story needs is a gratuitous rape scene. Rob Zombie, probably. Um, I just, uh, for some reason, I, God damn it. Why? For some reason I have that as my note on the second one. No, no, that's the first one. Cause I think it's Bill Mosley plays one of the, one of the guys who's like, they have like the, the patient. It's just super gross and totally not needed. And I don't know. I mean, other than like, I guess, up, you know, getting applause when he kills those guys, but um, totally not needed. Okay. Is, is there um, any career that has a worse portrayal in movies than, uh, Security guards yeah. and mental institutions. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, um, or like nurses and in mental institutions. Um, yeah. All right, I, we need we probably probably need to move on. No, 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 we've kicked Rob Zombie around enough. Now let me guess. The next one is uh, Halloween two. Probably. 
Yeah. Well, it's fu- it's funny you mentioned that, Bill, because like I said, we had a tie here. Uh, Halloween, Rob Zombie's 2007 Halloween uh, had a total of 12 points. Uh, two for me, three from Renee, and seven from you. Wow. Um, however, however, or the second film that is tied with that one also has 12 points, and it has a seven from me. And it has a wow. four from you. It has four points from you. And uh, it has one point from Renee. So we're going to tussle about Rob Zombie's wow. Halloween 2. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so you, what, so you gave it a four. Uh, I, I gave it so I put this at uh, I would have put it yeah, yeah it was a four because it was at uh, God I gotta find the it was at number six on my list. Wow. So it's uh, yeah, middle dead middle of the pack basically. So Renee um, and I really disliked it, and you were yeah. like, hey, <laughs> pretty much. Renee, yeah. do you wanna do you wanna start or do you want me to start? Well, my comments will be really brief, um, and it sort of sounds like what you commented on earlier is that the sandwich was so bad that you just took another bite of it, and apparently at that time your taste buds were just oh, taken out, and you didn't they dead. realize they were dead. Bad probably, it- probably because I, I did. I did watch this. I watched this. I watched the first one and the second one back to back. So I was probably like, "Damn!" After that first mm-hmm. one, this one's not bad. Now I don't know about ah. Bill, but you sound a little bit like a robot to me. Oh no, you sound no. fine to me. Oh, good. Okay. okay. So it was just, apparently yeah. my computer was just trying to save me from your commentary. Oh. <laughs> Probably. It was like, no, get out. He's going to try to convince you that Halloween 2 yeah. is a good movie. The fact okay. the fact that he likes Halloween 2 is evidence that he's a robot. He's failing the Turing test yeah. big time well, there. It's funny, though, because I'm actually not going to try to convince you that Halloween 2 is a good movie because um, under my notes, I have, uh, this isn't a bad horror movie. It's just not a great Halloween movie, question mark. Yes. yes. Um, mm-hmm. So so here, here let me let me give you my thoughts, and then and then you can tell me why I'm wrong, if that works for you. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so first of all, uh, I actually really like the structure of this movie. I actually like the part, uh, like the fact that it starts out making you think that it's just going to be a remake of Halloween 2. So if you're a fan, you think you know right. what you're in store for. And then it kind of subverts that by saying, ooh, it was actually, uh, you know, a dream, which I normally hate, you know, ooh, it was actually a dream. But in this case, it kind of works for me. Um, I love the structure of the fact that most of the movie is kind of intercutting between these three storylines of, you know, Loomis, uh, who, side note, I actually love the fact that they veered off and changed the mm. character for this one. He, they, they didn't try to make him the Donald Pleasance character. They made him this, you know, complete asshole. And yeah. Malcolm McDowell plays it so well. So well. I love he's him. Having he's, yeah, he's, he's having, having fun. Yeah. He's having fun. Malcolm McDowell is at his best when he's having fun, when he's kind of hamming it up, but he's still such a good actor that he's not just like totally going ballistic. Um, I think, I think this is a perfect example of what I love Malcolm McDowell. In. Yeah. Um, he's a jerk, but he's one of the more, likably entertaining characters in the movie which is kind of a problem (laughs) exactly well (laughs) i also like the fact that like the other storyline that we see is actually basically michael stocking home now i don't love that (laughs) i don't love hobo michael myers okay (laughs) i I wish i wish that that hadn't i wish that they had gone in a different direction (laughs) but um because I, I actually, I Obo think Michael Myers. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. Uh, that's what he is. He's he's got a long, like no offense. To is he Obo's, sitting but... in a train, heating up a can of beans, singing that's Jimmy Crack much, Corn? Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing that it's missing. Um, I mean, yeah, he he. Uh, I think God, I think it was, I think it was Halloween five, and this might actually be why I'm ranking this higher because. I think it was when I w- was watching Halloween five, which was you know would have been before this when I was doing the rewatch, and I was like. 
uh, you know what I really want this movie to be? I just want it to be about Loomis and I want it to be about Michael mm. and forget about all the Jamie Lloyd stuff. I just want it to be, uh, or maybe it was Halloween four, uh, because this is, it's kind of what Halloween four is, but I just want to be Michael coming home and Loomis trying to stop him and get rid of everything else. And that's actually what this movie does. So when I got to this, I was like, Oh, that's actually kind of what I wanted out of mm. one of these sequels. Um, and I actually don't mind. Like, I think that Laurie Strode is a little more interesting in this again, yeah, she's you know, none of the like young women in this movie are probably written as young women, but um, I I think the whole PTSD aspect is a little interesting. Um, you know, obviously we got that with H two O, and we got that with the new Halloween, but that was like you know after you know after she had had time to process stuff, and this is only like a year or two later when she's still in therapy. Um, I side note, I love Margot Kidder in this movie as the mm. uh, the, the mm. therapist. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think this is a film that I would defend, but oddly enough, I think that it has like, he went in a direction that I don't know if it's great, but I think that it's probably one of the more interesting sequels. It's also not tedious like some of the other movies. So I kind of give it extra credit just for that. It's, you know, even if you don't like it, like there's always something happening. Um, so Renee, tell me why I'm just totally, totally, uh, misdirected and wrong. For me, and you know, I can, I can, I can see how some people would maybe like it. You know, kind of like how Bill said of the previous. I don't remember actually if it was the previous or this one, where it's like it's not a bad horror movie. It's just not a good Halloween movie. Um, it, you know, it's kind of like I, I took a bite or I took a drink of some milk that went bad, but except for you, like instead of you taking another sip. I just was like, ugh, and just dumped it down the drain. So I really I just had, was not. I had to make sure it was compelled. bad. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, just right. pour milk down the drain. <laughs> I was like, I'll just go buy a new bottle. It's $2. Yeah. It's not that well, big a deal. Okay, Miss Moneybags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It, you know, yeah, it was just, I think a lot of, I had a lot of hangover from the first one where it was just like, why do these women keep getting like assaulted in the worst way? And not yeah. even just like sexual assault, but like you know they're always the ones that are getting like just the real brunt of it um it you know i just it's not it's just not my thing um yeah i you know and it's like you know like he was saying if is like you were saying about hobo hobo michael it's like it really is true it's like hipster or homeless i don't know uh, um it's always a fun game to play yeah, and uh, unless it's like the next morning, um, and so you know, I'm just kidding. I'll leave that one alone. But okay, <laughs> and you gotta like drop him off at the bridge. Oh god! <laughs> um, wow, oddly specific. But, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> Let's oh move god. on. But, um, I just, I just would like to say to circle back to the first one because I thought it was out of the second one. I love Courtney Gaines, and I appreciate that he was in this. And there you go. That's it. Wait, who is Courtney Gaines? <gasps> Courtney Gaines. He was Malachi uh, from Children of the Corn. Oh, okay. Okay. Ooh, all right. Good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good catch. Right? Good catch. Yeah. In all those other movies. Yeah. Little ginger. Yeah. Little creepy ginger kid. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Call me. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's 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 just not my jam, honestly. If it were, yeah. if I took it out completely and was just like, this is a whole different movie about something, I probably would not 
dislike it yeah. as much as I do. Yeah. I, I, oddly enough, I can't decide whether I love or hate the whole thing about him, like seeing his mom, and then like you see like young Michael Myers, and it's like I don't know, it's some sort of split persona. I, I don't know if that all that works for me, but again, at least it's something different than the other like tedious sequels. So maybe I was yeah. grading on a curve because of that. Yeah, and, there, and I could see there's some little bits where like you know, and I think it was that one where like Loomis is trying to get her out of the barn or whatever and she's like i can't sold me down it's oh like, yeah, Bush, there's yeah. Nobody there. <laughs> she's like you know psychically connected kind of like jamie was i don't know yeah right interesting yeah yeah well does anyone else have any thoughts on halloween 2 or yeah i mean okay oh, no, wait right. this is the one where he's like unmasked and talks right am i am i right about oh, that he, uh, he didn't talk. He doesn't talk. I don't think he ever talks. But yeah, he's unmasked pretty much the entire film. That's why yeah. he's like hobo. He's got like the the, um, yeah. the beard. Yeah. What? Okay. I Did mean, I watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. You saw his face. Me, okay. Times? Yeah. It's like, okay. Well, I mean that the mask. And you say, oh, it's so superficial. It's like okay. Yeah, it's like when they re when they try to bring Tom and Jerry back and they're friends who talk to each other. It's like no. Oh, Tom yeah. and Jerry, it's a real simple concept. One's a cat, one's a mouse, one's trying to kill the other, and the other one's trying to hurt the other and not get killed, and they never talk. All right, that, that's right. it. If you want to if you want to have a talking cat and a mouse, name him something besides Tom and Jerry. I, I feel like he didn't want to do Halloween too. Uh, but Halloween oh, one yeah. made a lot of money. And they they offered him, I as, if I recall this correctly, they offered him a ton of creative freedom on this. Right. And he took it and ran with it and made a movie he wanted to make, which was not a Halloween movie. <laughs> Right, exactly. So you know, it's 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 well made. It's got some good imagery. I mean, he actually can frame, you know, compose a good frame, and the cinematography is is actually pretty lovely sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. deep, good contrast and everything. Um, but I disliked it more than the first one, and I wasn't too crazy about the first one. So you know, but these these middle. Yeah, these middle ones are interchangeable. If you want to right. shuffle my list around, it's like, yeah, oh, instead of number nine, it's number seven. I couldn't care. Nah. Yeah, maybe right. you're right. Sure, on a given any given day, I, I probably changed those. I know the ones I hate, and I know the ones I love, and you know, right. and and the what's worse than hate is indifference, and that's how I feel about a lot of the middle ones. Uh, right. Yeah. Profound. But um, I'm glad he's gone on to do other things besides Halloween movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, final, my final word on this one is I can, even if I didn't like mo the other stuff that I do like, uh, I cannot hate any film. I cannot truly hate any film which features Knights in White Satin by the Moody Blues. Because <laughs> uh, it's one of the best songs ever recorded. Um, do you even, right. like, even like that sequence in the middle where the guy starts doing poetry? Wait, which one is that? You know, nice. Oh, guys oh start, yeah. no, that's at the end. No, that's my favorite part. Oh, yeah. God. Really? Yeah. You're great. right. It, it is the end. Oh, yeah. It's oh, awful. That's no, when, I love it. That's when okay. I would switch your channel to something else. Well, we're going to spend the next hour dissecting Knights in White Satin, and Bill ah. and I are going to argue. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I, I actually, I, I don't think I had ever heard that when I was a kid. You know, I, I was familiar with the song because they played it on the radio. But when they played it on the radio, they played it on the oldie station. They never played that part. So I was like, oh, <laughs> 
All right. Well, agree to disagree, folks. Write us in. <laughs> which wh- where do you fall in the nice and white uh, the uh, moody blues white nice and white satin uh, debate? Do you love or hate the end? Write us and tell us. Yeah. That's obviously the most contentious part of this podcast so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hey, let's move on to I guess uh, I guess number seven. If those two were tied for eight again, I've so now we're over the hump. We're starting to actually get into movies that are. You're- we might there. actually enjoy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, this film was one that we are all pretty close on. I had it as uh, number eight on my list. Bill and Renee, you guys were actually tied at number seven. And just what is the seventh film in our rankings of the Halloween series? Well, much like some of the worst installments of the series, we're ending on a cliffhanger. That's right. We had so much content for this episode. We're breaking it up into a two-parter. So join us on Friday That's this upcoming Friday, the 29th, to hear the rest of our picks all the way down to our second favorite Halloween film in the series. We hope you enjoyed this one, and uh, we hope you'll tune in for the next one. Until then, we hope you're having a wonderful October, and we'll see you for Halloween.